Welcome to the Multitask. This is John. It's your boy Fadi. What's going on, guys? I know what everybody expects us to start with. I'm not starting with that. Your glasses? <laughs> my glasses. I'm wearing my glasses today. Uh, no, I'm starting with the fact that on Friday, there was a smoking jobs report. 336,000 new jobs, 101,000 in upward revisions, so 455,000 altogether. I'm reading uh, uh, Simon Rosenberg. But just so you know, in 16 years of um, of Clinton and Obama, 33.8 million jobs were created. In two years, um, 13.9 million under Biden uh, jobs were created. And in 16 years of Bush, Trump, and Bush, uh, 1.9 million jobs have been created. So... We got a lot to talk about what happened with the House, but let's t- let's take our Biden victory lap early so that we can. I don't want to just get out of the way, but this whole crap about the public trusts Republicans more on the economy. I think that's, and I'm going to sound like a broken record, but that's a failure of our press because if the data is always there, we know, and and, and people have um, opinions that counter the data. Who's at fault? Is it really democratic messaging or is somebody, i.e. the press, not really doing their job? Um, yeah, it's, it's I don't know. It's, it feels like all of the above on some point. Um, you know, what's interesting, John, is like you're saying the press isn't really covering this correctly. It's not that they're not even covering it correctly. They're rooting for the opposite of this. On some deep level, they're, they, they seem disappointed in good numbers, right? Remember famously there was, um, I forgot what kind of agency declared it, but they were saying at some point recession is about 100% guaranteed, some scale that they use. And it never even formulated, never even came to that, right? And then a lot of people want to credit, or not credit, but a lot of people think that the COVID response is the reason that all these jobs were created. They're not 13 million new jobs or whatever they like to say. It's just people got their jobs back after uh, everybody kind of opened up. And that, that's some of it, but the, the the numbers show that the massive growth is there even after everybody kind of recovered their COVID jobs. And so this is something that, that Democrats run on. And John, I don't know if this resonates with people, but I will tell you this, it resonates with certain races in the House, right? We've seen Democrats who run on the economy in certain places because it means something. The only The only downside, like you said, is it's not being covered as it would be if it was a Republican, right? And if Republican had this economy, they would be beating the drum every single day. And I do think that Joe Biden does a good job, right? They they have pressers. They talk about the jobs every Thursday, right? And I think he's fine as far as that. I think Democrats need to continue to beat the drum, campaign on it for the next year. We have a strong economy. We've recovered faster from inflation, from COVID, from all these things than any other country in the world. And that's because of Joe Biden and, and Democratic policies. And I think that's a winning argument. Right. Look, it's. Um, we just have to continue. And it's part of the reason why we call this, you know, pod, the, the multitask. We got to continue multitasking. We got to continue uh, celebrating uh, the the idiocy of the right, as we're about to in a minute, but also boosting and signal, bo- signal boosting all the good stuff we're doing on the left. And, you know, don't forget, and it, well, I guess we'll dive into it to, uh, in a minute, but um, the day that um, 
Kevin McCarthy got dethroned, Biden was uh, finalizing the details on another student debt relief plan, and he was also going ahead and getting uh, the Pfizer's and all the other pharmaceutical companies to agree to negotiating drug prices. The split screen is amazing. Now, we definitely need to watch the split screen, and we'll go to the, what happened in the House in a minute, but, you know, talk about that contrast before before we dive into what happened in the House. Talk about that contrast between, as their shit has fallen apart, Biden and the Democrats are just handling business. But, John, isn't that the story of the last kind of, I don't know, 20 years or so, right, post kind of, Bush and, and the Iraq war and everything like that. Democrats are the country unilaterally is better under democratic leadership for the economy, for national security, for foreign relations, for jobs, for healthcare, for et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Every industry, every agency is better under Democrat leadership. And I read something today, or it might've been surrounding this Mitt Romney book but I read something interesting that Republicans have put themselves in a corner so much that they almost can't govern. Like they're, they're built to govern in a minority. They're built to be an opposition party. They're built to be the party that is um, obstructing the governing party, which is usually Democrats. Right. And that's fascinating to me because when Trump came in, there was he did. There's not a single bill that was passed when he had the House control. Right. They're, the only thing significant that they hang their head on is. The, the, the tax cuts and those, as we know, aren't necessarily healthy for the economy. Right. But that's what they hang their head on. Let's say we give them that as a victory. The only thing you have is tax cut for the rich is your only policy. Only thing you could hold your hand on. The only thing you can campaign on. John, I know this is the truth because Republicans want them to debate because they want to debate as a record. Right. Failure across the board in every single thing. And Chris Christie knows that. And I think everybody kind of knows that they didn't get anything done. They couldn't even. They couldn't even repeal Obamacare, let alone pass their own health care bill, right? They couldn't even repeal Obamacare. That's how unsuccessful they were. And what, what you're saying with Joe Biden is crazy because it's only really been two years, two and a half years, three years, right? And he's been able to list of uh, a bunch of accomplishments and list them down and go to the American people and say, do you want this? Do you want more of this? Or do you want that? And since 2018, the American people have said, no, we're, we're done with Republicans and we've continued to win elections. I don't think 24 will be any different. Right. You know, it's it's fascinating. So now, now let's move on to the big story. Uh, the United States of America right now, as we record this pod and on the day that this pod is released, which will be Columbus Day or also Indigenous Peoples Day, uh, on the day that this pod drops, America still will not have a speaker of the house. So uh, by this time last week, uh, the Dems had gone ahead had bailed out uh, McCarthy and the Republicans when it came to uh, making sure that we had a spending uh, approval, you know, to approve whatever uh, appropriations they need to appropriate. But then they got called back. And I know this because I was with someone who was getting called back. And on Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday, they voted to remove the Speaker of the House. Your reaction? Boy, 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 boy. This, in many ways, this was, I think, I gauge these moments off just the how fun we're, how much fun we're having in Twitter. And 
The Mar-a-Lago raid was a really, really fun day. When he was impeached, I think the second time was wasn't as fun because the what it was for, right? We were still kind of reeling over January sixth and stuff like that. When Joe Biden was inaugurated, it was a great day. When McCarthy failed to get the speakership those seventeen times, however time it took, that was a funny day as well. This was up there, John. And the reason it was up there is I was thinking of so many different angles, right? One, we kind of predicted this would happen, right? We thought that he wouldn't last a year and he didn't, right? Two, um, just how it went down, right? Matt Gates, who Republicans then flipped on, right? They started talking about all this past history and all the underage girls and all that stuff. They they knew about it the whole time. We were complaining about it, but they didn't say that thing, right? Just for it to come from the inside, John, that's that was super important to me. Um, and to know that McCarthy's last blow amongst Democrats was Democrats saving his butt and then him going on Meet the Press or whatever that Sunday show was. And to say, oh, it was all Democrats' fault. Just to know that that came up to it. It, it, it was face the nation. It was face the nation. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so the one thing I hang my hat on is I was when Hakeem Jeffries made it clear that they weren't going to help him. Do you remember this? I messaged you. I said, "What's our angle here? What, like, what? What's the reason here?" And because people thought McCarthy, although is right-wing extremism. He's better than Matt Gates, better than Jim Jordan, as far as Democrats are concerned, right? So I thought, what's our angle here? But at the end of the day, John, this is what I came down to. Kevin McCarthy got what he deserved. He tried to appease every single person. And when you try to appease every single person, you end up alienating every single person. He pissed off Democrats. He picked off, pissed off moderate Republicans. He pissed off right-wing Republicans. When McCarthy went down to Mar-a-Lago, days after January 6th or days after the inauguration, whenever it was, when he went down there and kissed the ring after January 6th, he had this coming to him. So as far as I'm concerned, he's the worst speaker in the, in history, coming off the greatest speaker of history, Nancy Pelosi, right? And it confirmed that to me when he did what he did regarding Pelosi and um, Hoyer. When he did that, that proved to me that he got what he deserved. So I don't feel bad for him. People think he like died or lost his job. He's still a congressperson, right? He just lost the top seat, right? So he at the end of the day, he got what it was coming to him and, and it was fun to see. Yeah, well, um let's go with a few things. So McCarthy got pulled. And let's go with the chronology. Um the Dems, and it's funny because did you see that one? Um, and I get a little nervous when people do this, but hopefully they did it with the Pro Little Boss. But there was somebody staffer, I think I sent you the link, the thread, posted a thread about how, uh, you know, we, 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 and it was, it was, it was actually the, I think the deputy chief of staff for one of the members of Congress, Democratic members, but Kevin created this problem himself. And I think when we look at the people on the right and the, and the people in the press who are saying, we wish, you know, why did the Democrats bail him out? Well, first and foremost, I think one of the things that people have to realize is that um, Kevin McCarthy is untrustworthy. Uh, when, when the debt ceiling was an issue, he cut a deal with Biden and the Democrats. And as part of the deal, what happened and what went down last week um, was an example of him reneging on that deal. That's the first problem. Secondly, and I think it was Mike Quigley who pointed this out, um, when they talk about, well, what do you, you know, you know, what, what, What's worse, you know, is who could replace him. And someone pointed out that, wait a minute, we're talking about a guy who who we can't trust. 
We're talking about a guy who said that he would not start an impeachment inquiry without a vote, and we're having an impeachment inquiry without a vote. Um, we're talking about a guy that censured Adam Schiff, and he kicked Adam Schiff, Eric Swalwell, and Ilan Omar off a committee. And I think what, and then and then on top of it, he goes on Face the Nation after the Democrats saved his ass, and just this is the Democrats, and makes it seem like the Democrats were the ones who were you know angling. And then, as you said, he goes ahead and as both uh, Pelosi and Hoyer kicked out of their auxiliary offices in the Capitol. Um, I know there's a lot of uncertainty about um, who will ultimately replace, you know, if it's going to be Scalise or Jordan or someone else. Um, but, you know, this is, I, th I think McCarthy got what was coming to him and he didn't learn his lesson. He still hasn't learned his lessons. He's a horrible person. I mean, granted, most of the Republicans in Congress are horrible people, but he's a horrible person. Yeah, I think he's a different kind of horrible. And the reason I say that is because I um, I was watching and I'm disgusted by this kind of uh, baby face turn by Cassidy Hutchinson. And she's all over the nightly shows and promoting her book and stuff like that. Um, so I'm personally disgusted by that. But she said something interesting to me and she was talking about Jim Jordan and she said that Jim Jordan shouldn't be trusted with the constitution. But she also said, Jim Jordan believes what he thinks is right. Like he believes in it. He believes that the election was stolen. He believes that, uh, immigration is, 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 uh, he believes all the kind of conspiracy theories that surround the immigration, uh, situation. Right. He believes that stuff. McCarthy doesn't. Right. And McCarthy knew Trump lost and McCarthy was fielding phone calls from Trump as the insurrection was happening, telling him to call his people. He went on the House floor after and criticized Donald Trump. Right. And that's the difference of horribleness to me is Jim Jordan, I think, goes to sleep at night and, and thinks that Joe Biden is a lizard eating kind of pedophile. I really do believe that. And I think McCarthy that's a conspiracy theory, by the way, for whoever doesn't know that. Um, and McCarthy, I think, knows a lot better, but he, he he allows it to happen. And that's a different type of horrible to me. And so that's right. why you we, get... We, we, Jim Jordan's a horrible person, but he's a man of his convictions. And, 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 and what's really weird is, I think what you're saying is, even though it's a bad principle, he's principled. McCarthy has no principles. His principle is self-benefit, right? And I think all a lot of politicians are like that, let's be fair, right? But what I mean is he needs to survive the day and he's going to do whatever he does to survive the day. That's why he's been unsuccessful in that. And I have two questions for you. How do you feel that it came from Matt Gates specifically as opposed to somebody else? And the other question I have you is, because I know we're political nerds, who's third in line right now? Is, is it the the short bull tie guy is he technically the third in line, or how, what? What happens constitutionally here? I would I would think I see. My belief is even though he's limited in what he can do, uh, and that's uh, McHenry. Uh, I think it's Patrick McHenry. Um, I, I think it's acting. He gets all. I mean, they gave him McCarthy security detail. He's, I I think that mm -hmm. I think he would be actually third in line. Um, it's, you know, uh, it's fascinating. Now, what, one of the things I wanted to mention and go back to before I forget is the whole issue of how the right is turning on Matt Gates. 
And you mentioned it earlier about how they're now, you know, potentially talking about expelling him because of the ethics investigation. Um, and as you said, we've been screaming from the rooftops for something to happen. And I still think something should happen. But I also have become increasingly angrier that you now have Republican members uh, who are telling, yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, I hope that they talk to whoever the prosecutor was who is who, who is investigating his case. I mean, are they covering up for him, or did they cover up for him? And they were, and and the Republicans were fine with um, trafficking of minors until the person who trafficked the minors had the audacity to go ahead and go after Kevin McCarthy. Um, look, the the allegations against Gates you know, are, are serious. The allegations of Gates about Gates have so far have resulted in no charges. I think there was even some type of letter he got saying that he was cleared or not cleared, but they didn't have enough to charge him. But if we find out that there's new evidence as part of this ethics investigation, and one of the uh, former members of the House who's now a member of the Senate on the Republican side, said there were stories of him showing video and photos, uh, uh, you know, I guess explicit video and photos on the House floor, right, of, of the of the people he allegedly been with. Um, if that never has been shared with the federal prosecutors, I don't know if that's obstruction of justice, but what is your take? I mean, one, Gates has got to go for any number of reasons, and, and just because they're not getting to it doesn't mean that he shouldn't be held accountable, but Shouldn't Republicans pay a price for that too? That you were fine with a guy accused of uh, uh, trafficking of minors until he had the audacity to go ahead and remove the speaker. I mean, yeah, that, that's the same thing I'm saying with McCarthy. Almost right is if you if you're a Republican House member and you you literally Matt Gaetz showed you pictures of underage girls that he slept with. I don't necessarily think it's your responsibility to go tell the police or anything like that, but don't necessarily stand high and mighty that you are better than everyone else because you stood by and you did nothing, right? So it's the same situation with McCarthy. The other thing I find interesting, John, is here's the kind of – I'm not a bowler. I'm not very good. I think it's uh, rigged. Uh, we'll get into that another time. But I see a lot of bowlers who bowl and they get the nine on the first run, right? And then they come back on the second churn and they get that last one. That might be Matt Gates here because he ends up might they might expel him, right? And depending on who's speaker, Republicans might go after Matt Gates. And that might be the kicker to this entire thing is that we might get both of them in one kind of swing, John. And that's fascinating. But here's a theory I have, John. Let's say they expel him. Maybe he's a little bit less powerful, and maybe he's not the Congress sitting congressman now. And maybe other people come forward and new evidence comes up and all of a sudden there isn't enough to charge him. I always had a suspicion that because he's a sitting congressman, they never did anything because the burden of proof is just much higher. And I wonder if they expel him. That's a W for us. It makes prosecutors or other people say, all right, he's not a congressman. He can't go after me now. I'm going to step up and I'm going to tell, I'm going to show evidence or I'm going to tell my side of things. I wonder if that ultimately cost Matt Gates his, his freedom. Who knows? It it just it. I guess the thing that's just so frustrating is 
how unprincipled how how unprincipled they are you know we are uh maybe two weeks away or two weeks since um two two weeks since uh, robert menendez was indicted you know maybe 10 days two weeks and um all the Repub- uh, all the democrats i think 30 democrats in the senate have called for his resignation i'm not sure how he's being treated in caucus and everything else but he you know he literally uh is being put on the hot seat whereas we heard all this stuff all these rumors about matt gates and up until he actually went after mccarthy he was given positions of prominence right he you know they they would put him out there you know it wasn't like they were trying to stifle him or anything else um it's it's just it's it's just frustrating and it's it's frustrating from the standpoint of um we just need i don't know I, it's hard it's hard to say but it just it angers me i want him gone and i'm not going to stand away from him being released but it, it it just angers me that they are now all of a sudden ready to get rid of him well that's that's how i mean you know the game right that's how politics are if i if you can help me you can suit me I'm probably going to turn a blind eye to your discretions. And as soon as you turn on me, then I'm going to, um, this floodgates open. And I'm fascinated with that because John, what do you think Matt Gates, can I ask you this? What do you think Matt Gates plays here? Just, just to cause chaos. Cause I don't know where this actually, what was the main reason for this? It's look, um, it's hard to say, you know, we, we have people that we refer to as chaos agents on our side. He's a chaos agent on the other side. Um, you know, he, look, uh, he, I guess he did the world a solid, because I do think getting rid of Kevin McCarthy, getting rid of Kevin McCarthy is the right thing. But, um, you know, it's, t- it's time for that favorite, uh, favorite uh, Twitter meme, uh, let them fight, right? Uh, let the, let them have at it. My question is, um, right now the timeline that we're told, and the day that the pod drops is Monday. So, what we're told is that, and Monday is Columbus Day slash Indigenous Peoples Day, and so on Tuesday that's when the Republicans will have like a town hall amongst themselves, and um, then they will the schedule that they would go to the floor to vote. On Wednesday, but as you and I talked about, and many people have talked about in the various uh, uh, platforms, and is that there's probably a good chance that that uh, they will not be in a position to vote for a new speaker on Wednesday. Um, based upon what you're seeing, the chatter, do you think that they will be voting on a new speaker on Wednesday, or do you think it's going to be a a little bit of a, a a long, long wait until we get to that point? <clears throat> Um, for me to believe that there's a vote on Wednesday would have to believe that Republicans are competent. And I just don't find them to be that, but I will say this, and here's the downside to all of this as we have our fun. I think Jim Jordan's better than McCarthy in, in the sense of playing the game. And I think, I think Jim Jordan plays it better. And I think he's much more of a stern voice than McCarthy. Right. And, and I don't mean that as in a, a compliment. I just mean that as I think McCarthy was awful at playing the game. I think Jim Jordan's just a little bit better. And 
that's why they wanted to boo boo um I think it was Comer who was running the the impeachment inquiry and they wanted to put Jim Jordan in there as well because um he's just much more effective. So I have a feeling that they won't put up a vote until Jim Jordan knows that he has them, which McCarthy didn't do that. McCarthy just kept going until Republicans were tired enough to do it, right? So I think that's why there probably won't be a vote is because I think Jim Jordan's going to want to get it on the first try. And I think they'd probably take their time a little bit. They see what happened last time and how embarrassing it was. And I think Jim Jordan's probably smart enough to want to avoid that. So that's why I probably don't think there's a vote at least Wednesday. Are, are we, are, are, here's a question. Are we looking at, you think it's going to be Jordan or Scalise? And, and, <laughs> or, or, is it, or, or is it a, is it a candidate that we don't know about? I mean, do you think that at some point in time they'll get everyone to rally around Jordan? Or do you think that Scalise is going to have just as much power? Or might we be going with a, with a third option? If DraftKings had a betting odds, I would have Jordan at plus 150, not have Scalise at like plus 300. And that's because the Trump endorsement, right? Trump... That for anybody who doesn't know, that means Jim Jordan's the favorite. Trump, I think, saying coming out and saying Jim Jordan allows Republicans to get away with like there's some might be some Republicans who want Scalise who don't want to anger their base or go against Trump, so they're going to vote for Jim Jordan. It's going to be the 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 Skagglers, right? Also, J- McCarthy, right? McCarthy's making calls for Jim Jordan, and I think McCarthy will push his. It's like when two people are in a race, right? And and when Barack beat Hillary, Hillary brought her base and said, we're, we're going with Barack now. And I think it'll be that McCarthy lost his position and he's going to give his position to, to Jim Jordan. So I think the Trump endorsement kind of seals it for me personally. We, um, and do you, but do you think he would remember they've got to pull 217 votes? It's normally 218, but they're down a member. So the threshold now is 217. Um, as was the case with, um, you know, knocking out McCarthy, uh, it only takes a handful of Republicans. Uh, when you think about the people from the Biden districts, when you think about the fact that a lot of people are accusing uh, Jim Jordan of covering up sexual assault at Ohio State, when you look at, look at the fact that uh, his connection to nine eleven to January six, as well as his actually being in violation of a house subpoena do you think that even if he's got the most support do you think that he gets the 217 in conference yeah i do it's it he has to strike a deal with matt gates right um but here's the thing i think matt gates and jim jordan get along right mccarthy and gates never got along and i think jim jordan and remember remember mccarthy is seen amongst that crowd as not a trumper he's seen amongst that crowd as working with democrats and Jim Jordan never does that, right? Jim Jordan never does that. Jim Jordan to this day believes that the 2020 election was rigged. And so I think Jim Jordan and Matt Gates get along a little bit. And I think Matt Gates will probably secure it. The real question to me is whether Jim Jordan allows a one um, person to call for uh, whatever the rule is, where McCarthy made them uh, call for impeachment or call for ousting by one person. I wonder if Jim Jordan allows that or or is it the same rules right they set the congress they set the rules in the beginning can that change in the process john you know what i'm talking about well no they can change the rules but here's the thing um jordan's problem wouldn't be 
uh, Matt Gates. Jordan's problem will be the moderates. The moderates, as much even though he's called himself, you know, a, a milder a, a, a milder version of David Duke, the moderates would probably feel better about Scalise. Um, so I don't think Gates is going to be the problem uh, for Jordan. The problem for Jordan is going to be the Mike Lawlers, the 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 people all from Biden districts, the moderates. Those are the ones who might. Uh, the Don Bacons of the world, um, even Ken Buck, uh, those might be the ones who could be a problem for uh, Jim Jordan, not Matt Gates. But will they be a problem? Because those, but here's the thing, John, those people aren't in, I mean, there might be in some safe seats, but some aren't in safe seats. I guess my question would be, going against Jim Jordan would be going against Donald Trump in this case. And I don't think that was the case with McCarthy. Trump yeah, but don't, is don't, don't much more involved. There's a lot of Republicans who are saying the days of Trump's over. There, there's a lot There's a lot of House Republicans, and I won't say a lot, enough House Republicans. Um, I would say all the Republicans from the New York delegation uh, who understand that Trump's a liability. So I, I don't know. I'm, I, I am, I, I still think that it will be a Republican. You know, there's some people who have the, you know, the, the dream of Hakeem. I'm going to have that dream. I will keep dreaming until I can't have that dream. But uh, I think it'll be a Republican, but I don't think it'll be a Republican that's currently in the race. Now, I think that's who's going to stay, who's going to try to go for it this week. But I think that They'll come out this week realizing that that ain't the one. And I think that's the problem. And I think, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't end up talking McCarthy back into running. But, well, no, you can't because he still, would, I think his holdouts will just still battle down. But I do think that was one of the things that worked for McCarthy is I don't believe that there's any Republican that can get 217. And if there's no Republican that can get 217, that means that they're going to need Democratic votes and it's going to have to be someone who's in a position to negotiate with Democrats. I I don't know. I think they, I think they rally behind Jim Jordan just because of how embarrassed everything behind McCarthy was. And I think Jim Jordan's their saving grace. But I also think Jim Jordan, I don't think his heart is in it in the sense that I, I think he sees how the top position is always going to get criticized. It's all on his shoulders he already struggles with pressure and already struggles with the, the game. He's not very sociable, et cetera, et cetera, right? He gets owned at all these hearings and stuff like that. I don't think he truly wants it. I just think he has the most support, and that's why he's in the race. I don't know. I, I think he has it. I think he'll be the next Speaker of the House. Uh, I don't see it. I don't see it. But, you know, this was a full week, and another thing that happened was Trump appeared in court. Uh, they went ahead and in the uh, fraud case, the civil fraud case against the Trump organization, Trump showed up for two and a half days. It was a two days or three days that he showed up. Um, and uh, they said on the last day he was he was harumphing a lot. But uh, what, what was your take on and what was and does he realize every time he shows up, although he has to do it. These we now are having more and more footage of Trump in a courtroom. 
Trump being, you know, and, and that's going to become the B-roll. So even when we won't have video, I, I, I assume that the press will be using Trump vi- video and foot video and photos from Trump's other court appearances as the file footage when he actually starts facing his criminal stuff. So what did you think of Trump in court this week? Yeah, I think he had a disastrous week. He's he's just left and right kind of having L's after L's. I think he's going after, I think he's going to court or was going to court so he could have his little many um, rallies after, right? (laughs) John, it's hilarious to me that he could leave a courtroom in which the judge makes him, uh, gives him a gag order and says that his staff and everybody won't be threatened. He leaves the courtroom and has a presser outside of the courtroom, not 15 feet away, <laughs> calls everybody liars, makes racial jokes against um, uh, Letitia James, goes after the judge, says the clerk was sleeping with George Soros or uh, Chuck Schumer when she was 16 years old. And it is just, it's literally an SNL skit just come to life. I cannot believe he's able to get away with this. Any other person on earth would have been in jail by now for half the things that he's done. And that's why I think he's going to these court trials is because he could walk outside and kind of um, poo-poo everything as soon as it happens and the cameras are always on him. And he's very good at that. The only thing I hate, John, is he's, as you know, he's impossible to fact check, right? And when he leaves the courtroom, he's like, I think it's un-American that we don't, I don't have a jury trial. They're rigging the trial against me when factually his, his lawyer never asked for a jury trial. And so now people, you have to defend it, right? John, I've been on arguments online where people are like, they won't give him a jury trial. See how it's rigged? And you can't tell them that his own lawyer did it because they don't believe it, right? So that's, I think, is a downside of all this. It's really impossible to build a narrative around him that sticks because he just says things and people, his, his believers always believe it, right? So that's the frustrating part of this entire thing is just trying to fact check this, but he's going to lose it. He's going to lose all these cases. It's going to be hilarious. And I'm enjoying watching it. I think that, and I I was wondering about this the other day. Um, What do you think is his mental state? Might he have, and we may never know about it, but might he have a breakdown behind the scenes? This, I mean, he's losing all his money. He's got, you know, and and I know Eileen Cannon, you know, just announced a, a, a potential another delay and everything else. And I think Eileen Cannon doesn't realize <coughs> she's just allowing, you know, she's not needed, right? And whatever she's doing uh, to help him, if she's doing it to help him. Is, is not going to be necessary because, you know, Judge Tuckin besides, and then Alvin Bragg and, and Jack Smith and, and, and Fonnie Willis, they'll, they'll, they'll take that opening of the schedule. But I just wonder, is this man headed to a me- mental nervous breakdown? And by the, I expect to see him uh, the next few times that we see him interviewed especially during, you know, if he's still doing interviews around the time um, the Chuckin case starts, the Jack Smith's case in, in D.C., I expect the man to look like crap. I mean, he looks like crap already, but I mean, I expect the wear and tear to get to him. And I wonder if part of the reason why, um, 
he might not end up as a Republican nominee. It's not that the Republicans don't want him. It's just that he will possibly be physically unable to compete, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see that particularly happening. I, I think he's, um, I don't know. He feels like he's just never not uh, like he's out of shape, and he clearly right. But what I mean is like his stamina is there at some point, right? Now, I think his mental state is good in one way, in this sense. It's like when I was 15 and I went to Dave and Buster's and I kept missing the basketball arcade. And I was like, I'm staying here until I get it. Or a gambler who's like, another one, or cash me out, or another one, another one, another one. Trump is all in on one thing, and that's winning the presidential election because all of this goes away in his mind if he does. And in that sense, I think his mental state is good because he thinks that he's going to win the election and he thinks that he'll get rid of all of this. Once that reality sets in and that might be the day he loses the election, or that might be um, maybe he's in jail before the election. Right. But until that day comes where he realizes that he won't be president again, that's when I think his mental state starts to turn because John, if you, if you just look at Trump on paper, he's a, old, senile, angry, sociopath, narcissistic, conspiracy believer, anti-science, anti-women, anti-anything that's not a white man. If you put that on paper, he belongs in some sort of mental institution. Not to shame that by any means, but anybody, anybody, if that was their grandpa or uncle, would want help, medical help with somebody like that. And I think we just openly accept the fact that he's running for president. As much as you want to talk about Biden's age, Trump is completely unfit to run for president. And as soon as he realizes that he won't be president, I think, I think it turns and he, he starts to deteriorate pretty quickly is what I would think. You know, it's funny. I'm glad you bring that up because I thought about this uh, within the last couple of days. For every pundit that gets on this show, and talks about Biden's mental acuity. Do you realize that if Biden was tweeting the way that Trump posts on Truth Social, people would have had Biden committed by now? I don't understand how people are telling me they're concerned about Biden's mental acuity when you look at that just word vomit that Trump is posting on the regular on Truth Social. Right. It's it's, um, you know, remember last week he got something wrong about which Bush took us. You know, he turned Jeb Bush into a president. Right. Um, I I don't know. I the press is going to have to really. And I know this is now becoming a habit of ours, becoming a habit of mine of constantly complaining about the press. But. It's it's to f- the fact that we have uh, the the Republican front runner is Donald Trump. I think that's you know first and foremost it's a poor reflection of Republicans, but I also feel like that's also kind of a failure of the press. If they were telling the true story, I I, I think even in Republican circles, Trump would not be doing as well as he's doing. If the press treated Trump like they treated Biden. I mean, I'll take that back because I think his I think his supporters will just accept it, right? The, the, I think the biggest kind of effect that Trump's ever had 
is that first kind of presser where he said it's fake news and my inauguration was the biggest one of all time. Um, he got a good portion of this country. I think it's more than just Republicans. I think there's a lot of Democrats who are weary of the press for different reasons. But he got everybody to believe that the press is just lying. So even if the press did cover him in the proper way, I think that is wouldn't matter for his supporters. But in that sense, John Trump is facing 91 indictments. John, we didn't even talk about it, but the former president of the United States literally sold secrets to some Australian billionaire who then went and told his friends. That would be catastrophic for any other person, let alone a former president, let alone someone who's running for president. That would be catastrophic. And it's not even top 10. It's not even a top 10 story this week. And that would be, that's bigger than Watergate. It's it's literally Watergate on steroids. And it's not even top 10, John. And here we are talking about Joe Biden's shoes. So I have no idea how to fix that aspect of the media. But did you, are you surprised that story didn't have legs? It, 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 it's it's crazy. You know, think about it. Um, <clears throat> there's a story that came out of Wisconsin this week that a guy showed up with a handgun to uh, at the Capitol looking for uh, Governor Evers. He got arrested, released on bond, and then he showed up with an assault rifle. Um, well, first and foremost, uh, those of us in Illinois, the Safety Act, uh, just, you know, the Safety Act would have kept him locked up. So the, the fact that a man can show up, threaten a public official, threaten the governor of a state, and get bond and be out that afternoon, tell me how Illinois getting rid of cash bail is a problem because in Illinois, that dude would have been locked up the minute he showed up at the governor's office with a gun. But that being said, what Trump is doing, I can't necessarily take it for granted that um, this guy that showed up in Wisconsin wasn't influenced by Trump. Now, we don't know anything about his politics. I doubt he's a, a lefty who feels that Evers didn't go f- far enough left, right? Um, you heard about this whole shooting down in New Mexico where this guy was wearing a Make America Great Again hat and uh, there were some indigenous folks protesting a statue to, I think, to a Spanish guy, Quisador, right? But the guy was wearing a Make America, a MAGA hat. Um, this is a very scary time. And, you know, you and I don't really spent a lot of time on the pod talking about the scariness, but you and I have also seen and consumed a lot of inf- a lot of stuff where people are continuously talking about how scary it is. And I think Trump's responsibility uh, for the scariness, it needs to be talked about and, 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 and hammered. Now, you know, one of the things that uh, I still maintain is that the Democrats have to be ready to run against someone other than Trump. But I do think that if it's messaged the right way, even if it's not Trump, any of the people who would be viable um, enabled Trump. Think about this. Even the ones, you know, all of the people, and Chris Christie, and I don't care what you say about how much Chris, uh, crap Chris Christie talks, Chris Christie saw the first Trump administration and decided he was going to help Trump in the debates, right? Um But getting back to the point I was making, um, don't you think that there needs to be greater reporting and greater bandwidth spent 
at least as much bandwidth is spent on Biden's age on how much Trump is just a danger to this country and how many American people's lives are in danger right now because of that. You look at all of the judges, there's only one judge, all the prosecutors, and only one judge doesn't need protection, and that's Eileen Cannon. Tell me how messed up that is. And I, and I think it only ratches it up <clears throat> come 24, John. I think it, I, th- I, I don't think anything like January 6th happens again, mostly because our response will be better. But remember, John, this goes dates back, right? Like <clears throat> 2015, 2016, when he was running, they were kicking people out of rallies and beating them up and stuff like that. Remember, he said, let's take care of them like the old days and um, and stuff like that, right? And that dates back to that. And then in 2020, you talk about the protests, right? You talk about um, the dog whistles. You talk about the, remember the, the caravan, the Biden or Kamala kind of raft truck or bus that was ran off the road. They weren't in it, but it, they were ran run off the road in, in Florida. Um, I think his supporters are, um, what's the word? They feel like they have a green light and they feel like, um, they could do things because their person says it's okay. And I don't expect that to stop until after 2024. I, I think it'll, it'll continue. Remember the poll watchers, remember people were showing up with AK 47s and AR 15s trying to intimidate people who were voting. Um, I think the Republicans have encouraged that. I think the Republicans have, kind of secretly hoped for that. Remember DeSantis kind of has his own little army down there in Florida and stuff like that. I think they're obsessed with political violence. And I think, I don't know. I don't know how to, I, I think the rhetoric has to die down, but until Trump's gone, I don't think the rhetoric dies down at all. I think um, I'm, that's why I'm kind of glad that January 6th people have been getting harsh sentences because I think you have to set a precedent and, and we'll see what happens, but I think it'll ratchet up come closer to election. Yeah, but and and I think it's just the, the blatant dishonesty. You know, one of the things that happened over the weekend was the um, Hamas uh, invasion of Israel. Um, and I would think that no matter where people stand on this issue, uh, a terrorist attack that kills innocent civil- civilians uh, is is definitely unacceptable. But the reason why I bring that up <laughs> is what I want to focus on is not really you know, who's right or who's wrong in the Middle East. Although, like I said, we had terrorism. That's never right. But it's the way that the Republicans in lockstep all ran and blamed the Biden administration. It's the way that they're all going ahead. And it's something you and I talked about when it happened a week or two ago about the way that they're going ahead and they're lying about the $6 billion. They're basically claiming that, you know, somebody, I think it was J.D. Vance, said that taxpayer dollars were used. But just so you guys know, the $6 billion in question, as we talked about, is not American money. It's not taxpayer money. It is actually uh, Iranian money, which we had frozen. Secondly, the what I learned today was that the money has not even made any transfers. So Republicans, like, you know, and took marching orders and have gone ahead and they used this absolute horrible tragedy this absolute inexcusable action on the part of Hamas and they're using it for political leverage and the political leverage they're using it for is all based on a lie. 
Yeah, this is such a complex issue, John. Um, the biggest talking point that not just Republican voters, but I see J.D. Vance talk about it. I saw, I think, Mike Pence, Tr Donald Trump had a rally today where he talked about it. Um, the $6 billion thing is a thing. People think that Joe Biden went to um, Iran, gave them $6 billion and said, here you go, cash. And the money's still in the account. It's all accounted for. They can't use it for specific things. We talked about this last week, right? Where uh, it just said how they police that. But attack like this, John, here's another thing. Just just logistically, attack like this is months in the planning, right? It's it's not like they just got the money and just went outside and said, hey, we got money now. Let's do it, right? This is months in the, in the, in the making. You don't just do like something like this overnight. And that $6 billion was just very, very recent, right? Um I stand by this, and I, I talk about it all the time. If 9-11 happened today, majority of Republicans will blame a, a Democrat or blame wokeness. The other part of the Republicans won't think it's real. That's what we're dealing with now. There's grown-ups in the room who are trying to deal with things, and there's Republicans who are – nobody's talking about this. They're holding back kind of army – uh, nominations, right? They're holding back the ambassador to Israel's position, right? Um, they don't even have a speaker of the house. So if we wanted to help Israel, we can't even do anything, right, John? And Republicans are going to turn around and blame Democrats for a $6 billion thing that has nothing to do with it. Just shows how unserious of a party they are. We, I don't want to necessarily get into the whole uh, Israel-Palestine. Um, it's such a, such a complex layered thing. And I know we're close to an hour at this point, but as far as the Republican Democrat side of this, um, Republicans are unserious and they're very bad at governing. Though the only downside is they're really good at stopping us from governing. And here we are with open positions in our national security who can help. We have the open position for the ambassador to Israel that they won't fill. We have a Speaker of the House that's not present and we can't do anything in the House until there is. And it's frustrating because we have to sit there and defend a $6 billion thing that has nothing to do with it. And that's what Republicans are very good at. Yeah, and I think I think where we land is, regardless of where people are on the whole issue of Israel Palestine, let's be honest: the situation in 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 the Middle East is not helped by people in the United States seeing what happened, and their first uh, inclination, their first instinct, is to go ahead and do what they can to exploit it for political gain, and that's what's happening here. Especially when it's one thing when it's being exploited for political gain and it's one set of facts and we have a different view on the set of facts. It's a whole other thing when it's being exploited for uh, political gain and the political gain that's being used and leveraged is all based on a lie. And I think that I think that's where 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 where, where we rest. It's it's. It's it's frustrating because um, there are actual people, you know, who are already dead in Israel, who are already dead in in Gaza. Uh, we expect more people to die, and Republicans see it as just an opportunity to go with some talking points uh, and to take shots at Biden. But it's not like they're taking shots on Biden based upon anything factual, but upon all made up stuff. But that's that's their party. That's what their party is based off. It's all made up stuff, right? They have an impeachment inquiry that's made up of based off stuff of of made up stuff. The Hunter Biden stuff was made up. 
Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene was saying conspiracy theories on the House floor. The election being rigged is made up. Their entire party is based off stuff that they make up. And now there's real situations that real adults have to to uh, deal with. And they're throwing shit on the wall, just like their supporters did in January 6th. That's what they believe in. They believe in opposition, blame, blame, blame until we get power. And when they get power, they have messed things up. This is so frustrating, John, because it's not that the army positions and the ambassador Israel would have stopped today. Right, John? But it's the same thing with COVID. If you have competent people in positions, when things go wrong, we react better as a country and we're better prepared for it as American people. And here we are, they're purposely keeping us unprepared. Even going back to 9-11, right? The whole lost, remember a lot of people think the lawsuits and everything had to deal with, granted that wasn't necessary. It was kind of Republicans being messy, right? So I don't know, John, it's, it's frustrating to talk about because here's why I'm frustrated because I'm arguing with somebody over a text message about the situation and I have to defend the $6 billion. That's the first thing they said was when Joe Biden just gave Iran $6 billion, whatever he said. And I'm just like, can we actually talk about real things here and not have to debunk a conspiracy theory, but I have to sit there and debunk a conspiracy theory. And then when I do do that, John, he's going to throw another conspiracy theory at me because that's what Republicans do is, uh, believe in conspiracy theories. And that's the unfortunate side of all of this. Yeah, it's, 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 do we have a, uh, an absolute human travel, tra- uh, tragedy going on right now. Um, and today's actual tragedy was a result of terrorism. Uh, and here in America, we've got people playing political games, but, uh, so, um, you know, I guess sitting on a, on a, not a positive note, but I guess a petty note, uh, as we go into next week, uh, we will be looking forward to watching the Republican chaos in the, in the house. Um, and just so you know, I do think that, um, we need, while we need a speaker, um, I don't think, uh, I, I'm not sure how much as us not having a speaker right now matters as relates to Israel. Um, I do think some of the things that Tuberville is standing in the way of probably matter more. Uh, it's not having an ambassador, which the house has nothing to do with that matters more. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, and, and, you know, don't forget, uh, I think the one thing that a lot of people are saying is that there was an intelligence breakdown at the end of the day, the intelligence breakdown has to be responsibility of the Israelis, but to the extent that we, as the big brother, so to speak in this equation could have been some support, you know, but again, that's that this is this is what happens with a lot of the Republican action in action. Yeah, um, that's what they're good at is in action, John. And they're always caught fat, flat footed COVID. They were caught flat footed. Um, I, I, I also think about Ukraine and Russia, right? It's, it's very similar situations. And I, I really do wonder what would have happened if a Republican president was there. Uh, would they have? Would we have been caught flat-footed? Would Russia have an easier time? Would, would we have helped Russia, let alone helped Ukraine? Right. So, um, elections matter, John, for more than one reason. Right. Elections matter, and we should be thankful that Joe Biden's in the White House right now uh, as a serious person, and we should come out to vote in 2024 because all these global issues really matter, and you need somebody at the table who knows what they're doing. Yes. So. Well, on that note, uh, we're, we're closing on an hour. So 
we may or may not have a speaker the next time that we convene uh, this pod, but for now, this is John signing off. Uh, I'll vote for you, John, if I ever have a vote. And this is Fadi signing off. Thanks for joining us, guys. <laughs> <laughs>